Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled Service, Suffering, and Judgment, Part 1. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Please note, I hope you all had a great Christmas and a great New Year's celebration. May your new year be filled with great new things worthy of testimony. May you all have a great year ahead filled with reasons to praise God. In our year-end episode titled, Year-End Wrap-Up 2021, December 26th, we outlined our annual progress and victories. We gave you some of our past year events of note, how we are pursuing a more complex level of study, how we have been picked up by many new podcast hosts, and how we are planning a new website coming later in 2022. We hope you all will continue to find we provide a quality Bible study for those who are unchurched, struggling, trying to find a new church, or maybe you are caught in the middle of things wondering what to do about church. Maybe you are in church, but looking for a stronger Bible study. Regardless of why you listen to us, we hope you find 2022 to be a challenge to your faith in such a way that you find new ways of using the availability of many things to reach out farther than before with your witness to others. The result being, they too can come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ or return to their faith stronger than ever. May you all find God's blessings in all that you do in his name. This week, our scripture reads, For the culmination of all things is near, so be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of prayer. Above all, keep your love for one another fervent, because love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without complaining, just as each one has received a gift Use it to serve one another as good stewards of the buried grace of God. Whoever speaks, let it be with God's words. Whoever serves, do so with the strength that God supplies, so that in everything God will be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. From 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 7 through 11. Verses 7 through 8 also reads, But the end of all things has drawn near. Be of sound mind, then, and be sensible to prayers, and above all things having fervent love for yourselves, because love will cover a multitude of sins. From Green's Literal Translation. Also reference Proverbs Chapter 10, verse 12. 
which reads, Hatred stirs up fights, but love covers all transgressions. Notice, among the many reasons why this is relevant, that Proverbs said, Love covers all transgressions. Consider the times we live in also when you read verse 7 of 1 Peter. For the culmination of all things is near, or, but the end of all things has drawn near. Keep that in mind as we start examining this passage, starting in verse 7. These words are brought by our apostle as a fresh argument to persuade the Christian Jews to the practice of sincere holiness, the end of all things, that is, of the Jewish state and polity. Polity meaning the form of government of a nation, state, church, or organization, or simply polity. Again, the end of all things, that is, of the Jewish state and polity, their city, their temple, and worship, is at hand. The fatal destruction of Jerusalem is now very near. Therefore, be sober and temperate in all things. Watch that the day of visitation overtake you not unawares, and pray for the averting of God's wrath and that you be not overwhelmed in it. Learn hence that sobriety, watchfulness, and prayer are very requisite and needful qualifications to prepare and fit persons for every coming and appearance of Christ to judgment, be it his particular coming to some or his universal coming to all at the end of the world. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. Notice how the first part of William Burkett's statement is about the Jewish church, which was destroyed in 70 AD. Notice as well what William Burkett says. Sobriety, watchfulness, and prayer are very requisite and needful qualifications to prepare and fit persons for every coming and appearance of Christ to judgment, be it his particular coming to some or his universal coming to all at the end of the world. Notice what Mr. Burkett said in this passage. Sobriety watchfulness, and prayer are very requisite and needful qualifications. Why? To prepare and fit persons for every coming and appearance of Christ to judgment. Just what is every coming and appearance of Christ to judgment? The next portion of this two-part statement answers that question when it said, be it his particular coming to some or his universal coming to all at the end of the world. This passage tells us that there are two groups of people 
one group is a particular group that is caught up in the air in the twinkling of an eye. This is referenced in commentary with, be it his particular coming to some. Notice the word, some. This clearly demonstrates the fact that not everyone will go to heaven before the seven-year tribulation. That event before the tribulation period is commonly referred to as the rapture. Far too many will remain in those dreadful days of tribulation. We know this is true by the rest of the statement, which reads, or is universal coming to all at the end of the world. In not so many words, commentary is referring to those who survived that seven years of tribulation at the end when Jesus comes to reign on a renewed earth for 1,000 years. So, this commentary passage should now make more sense. Watch that the day of visitation not overtake you unawares. Simply meaning, stay awake and watching for the first return of Jesus on the clouds when his entire presently believing church will be caught up, both dead and alive, and taken to heaven, as long as you are saved by him. How we reach either place is found earlier in this commentary passage, which read, These words are brought by our apostle as a fresh argument to persuade the Christian Jews to the practice of sincere holiness, the end of all things, that is, of the Jewish state and polity, their city, their temple, and worship, is at hand. Fatal destruction of Jerusalem is now very near. We can see clearly that Peter, in the scripture passage, is providing a fresh argument to persuade the Christian Jews to practice sincere holiness. The reason being, especially today, Holy living can be only a falsehood of actions and a facade of what people say they believe compared to how their living is contrary to their belief. Peter said, Be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of prayer. Above all, keep your love for one another fervent, because love covers a multitude of sins. Or expressed in Green's literal translation, be of sound mind, then, and be sensible to prayers, and above all things having fervent love to yourselves, because love will cover a multitude of sins. This is the fresh argument to persuade the Christian Jews to practice sincere holiness. This should ring very clearly as to where we are presently in time. We should be sensing the near end of things as we know them presently, a sense that the coming of Christ, the rapture, is at hand, should ring in us as the coming of the bridegroom did 
in the parable of the ten bridesmaids found in your New Testament. Now, 1. The end may be regarded as approaching. A. This is true of all things, of the winding up of the affairs of this world. It is constantly drawing nearer and nearer, and no one can tell how soon it will occur. The period is wisely hidden from the knowledge of all men, among other reasons, in order that we may be always ready. No man can tell certainly at what time it will come. No man can demonstrate that it may not come at any moment. Everywhere in Scripture, it is represented that it will come at an unexpected hour, as a thief in the night, and when the mass of men shall be slumbering in false security. B. It is near in relation to each one of us. The day of our death cannot be far distant. It may be very near. The very next thing that we may have to do may be to lie down and die. 2. It is proper that such a nearness of the end of all things should lead us to be serious and to pray. To be serious for the end of all things, regard to us, is a most important event. It closes our probation. It fixes our character. It seals up our destiny. It makes all ever onward in character and doom unchangeable. From Barnes' New Testament Notes. With Barnes in sight here, which is closer given the current view of the world? Is it our own physical death that is in view here in Scripture, or is it the return of Jesus on the clouds? Add to this reasoning that we know not the day or the hour of Christ's return. If all you can interpret in all of this is uncertainty, that is correct. It is this uncertainty that should be the driving force to keep us in prayer and to keep us in a right frame of mind toward our Father in Heaven, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and those around us, saved or not. It is this uncertain frame of mind that should make us cautious in our day-to-day -day living, cautious with respect to others, regardless of their salvation state. Now, notice the verse we found in Proverbs chapter 10. Verse 12 reads, Hatred stirs up fights, but love covers all transgressions. Another proverb of the different effects of hatred and love. Hate stirs up strife and love covers all transgressions. Hatred of one's neighbor, which is of itself an evil, has further this bad effect that it calls forth hatred, and thus stirs up strife, feuds, factions, for it incites man against man. On the contrary, love covers not merely little errors, but also greater sins of every kind by pardoning them, concealing them, 
excusing them, if possible, with mitigating circumstances, or restraining them before they are executed. All this lies in the covering. Sin stirs up hatred in men in their relation to one another, but love covers the already existing sins and smooths the disturbances occasioned by them. From Kyle and Delich Bible Commentary on the Old Testament. It is important to note the following. Murder is a sin, and in every society I am aware of, has earthly criminal sentencing that comes with it when the perpetrator is caught by law enforcement. While one must serve out their determined sentencing, it does not mean that they cannot be forgiven by Christ. Yes, without any doubt, Forgiving such a person on a human plane may be very difficult or even impossible. However, that does not mean that God cannot forgive them if they find him even in prison. Keep in mind that there is only one sin that God says cannot be forgiven. That is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. All other sins can be forgiven by God. However, the most important part of this is we must ask for it and be saved in Christ. When we can do that, when our love covers not merely little errors, but also greater sins of every kind by pardoning them, concealing them, excusing them, if possible, with mitigating circumstances, or restraining them before they are ever executed. This type of living is not unachievable. While we will most likely not be perfect in that, we can certainly be far better than we may well be right now. What may well be chiefly holding us back in this regard is unbelief and or an unwillingness to step into this form of forgiveness more deeply than we are at the present. That is for each of us to consider in our own heart and mind. Not but that charity or love is to be exercised towards all men, even towards enemies, but more especially towards the saints, and that under such a consideration in which it cannot be exercised towards others, namely, as their brethren in Christ, and as belonging to him, as the children of God, as redeemed by Christ, and sanctified by the Holy Spirit, and these not only such as are the same nation, and belong to the same particular church and community, or of the same denomination, but all the saints everywhere, whether Jews or Gentiles, or of whatsoever name, and in whatsoever state and condition. And this love ought to be mutual and reciprocal, and to be warm and fervent, and not lukewarm and indifferent, as it too often is, and should be constant, continued, and perpetual, 
as the Vulgate Latin and Arabic versions here read. And this the apostle exhorts to above all things else, since outward sobriety and watching and prayer and all other duties are nothing without this. This is the sum and substance of the law and the fulfilling of it. And without this, a mere knowledge of the gospel and a profession of it are in vain, and therefore, in the first place, to be attended to. Charity, or true love, thinks no ill, but puts the best constructions upon the words and actions of fellow Christians, and does not take them up and improve and exaggerate them but lets them lie buried in oblivion. It takes no notice of injuries, offenses, and affronts, but overlooks them, bears with them, and forgives them so that they are never racked up and seen any more, which prevents much scandal, strife, and trouble. Can much if not all, of our lives, scandals, strife, and troubles be sourced right here in the lack of wanting to forgive? At the very least, we can honestly answer yes to that question. What would happen if we were more forgiving? What would happen if we took less notice of injuries, offenses, and affronts us. If we bore with them and forgave them so that they are never racked up and seen anymore, just what would that result end in? I hope you all are enjoying your New Year holiday. May you all be blessed of God. May you all be found coronavirus or COVID-19 free. Next week, we will continue our study, Service, Suffering, and Judgment in Part 2. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently, an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome, and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. Thank you all so much. God bless you all. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled Introduction.
about us, who we are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. We are located at this internet address, unchurched.site123.me. At present, we are located on a growing number of podcast sites, so you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.